Welcome to the Two Hearts Podcast. Me, Rab. And myself, Lewis. This is take two because Lewis has got dodgy Wi-Fi. So <laughs> let's hope that this one's a bit smooth. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, hi everybody. This is uh, the Two Hearts Podcast. We're going to be reviewing the Celtic Scottish Cup final result. And we're also going to be talking about the 5-3 win against Air yesterday. Um yeah, we were going to make a podcast on Christmas Eve to release on Christmas Day, but we just decided that Christmas Day, you want to spend that with your family. You don't want to be listening to the podcast, so we thought we'd just wait after the festivities have sort of calmed down and we'll sort of talk about it. So I know it's the last thing on your mind, Lewis, but do you want to give the, the listeners a wee rundown of what happened at Hamden? Uh, there goes the dogs. There's always something going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I... Um... I was, it was just an awful first half. Your heart stuff. I feel we, we we just didn't show up. I mean, you got you got to give uh, certain credit. Ryan Christie, do you know what? What a goal! Like, I don't care what keeper is in uh, between the sticks for Hearts that day. No one is saving that fantastic goal. Um, what's the other word? Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> see, because the Hearts play a score up in the end, like we've seen it before. Yeah, right, it's annoying, but see, someone has, someone's played in goals before. Penenka is the worst thing ever. Having it chipped down, you can see the frustration in Gordon. He picks up the ball and throws it at Edward. Sorry, I don't want to like, try and make it seem, I don't want to falsely accuse anyone, but that's what it appeared to be. Yeah. Luckily, so it's going to half time. I don't think there's a single player on that pitch that could have walked off thinking they'd done a good job. Um, Craig Gordon made a couple of good saves in the first half actually so I'd probably say between him and maybe uh, Mikey as usual probably the only two players that made a, a good impact in the first half um, so start of the second half early goal that's that's what you're always looking for especially when you're going 2-0 down in a cup final I don't know what happened in that dressing room especially to a Mr A.D. White but he went off as A.D. White and came back on as a bit of Carlos uh, I've, I've got no idea. I've got no idea what happened. He comes back out. He skins. Uh, was it Christopher Ayer? He just like picks the like, flicks the ball over his head and he makes it on. Gets the ball Andy Halliday and Halliday clips the ball into Boise to get the header. I was watching it as well. You can probably you'll see on my Twitter. Uh, I thought we were dead now two 0 I was like, oh, fuck it. I just turn it off now. I'm done. It's just gonna be four 0 self but It's over. Boise gets a goal, I'm buzzing, but I'm still, I'm still kind of sceptical because as a Hearts fan, you have to be. Um, then, well, what was it, like the 80th? It was only like the 70th or 75th or 80th minute or something like that when we got the equaliser. Mm-hmm. Alright, and then, um, what was, that? was that the Kingsley? I can't, honestly, it's. I'm trying that to much of a blog. How much have you had to drink over honestly. Christmas? Um, today or Christmas? <laughs> well, so yeah, the second goal was a cross in the box for Kingsley, who, if there was not goal and technology in that game, I can assure you the ref was not given that. Thank God for technology, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a lot of confusion, uh, that, that going in, because I'm sitting watching it, I'm, I've had a couple of cars at this point, and I'm, I'm like, ah, is that in? what's going on, what's going on? Going into extra time, do you know what? Before we even talk about extra time, Gino comes on, right? Changes the game. 
I feel Gino comes on and become a different team. And I think I, I noticed that against there, which we'll talk about later on. But he's such a massive player for us, and we need to get him signed on a contract. He's already made it clear that he wants to sign, so you want Robbie Fudge? It's blank check, give him it. I don't care. Right? <laughs> Let him have whatever he wants. I, I love that man. But one thing I will, well, criticism, he could have won that game for us. He could have. The one on one, one on one man. If he buries that, we win. I don't yeah. care. I don't care if you're a Celtic fan or whatever you say. Right, we win that game if he scores. Mm-hmm. Anyway, doesn't score, and then I think after that he gets a bit greedy. He wants his goal, which is fair enough. But, but as a kid, especially as a Hearts fan, you dream of scoring a, fi- a final winning goal, especially against the likes of Celtic. Um, but yeah, doesn't go his way. Griff comes on. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, as soon as I seen him warming up to come on, I was like, he's going to score. It, it was just inevitable. I felt it was just the way it was going for us that day. Uh, comes on, scores. Bruni, fuck off. Yeah. All day. The throat, what was it called? My throat, they prick. Um, yeah, comes on, gets the goal from Bruni's uh, knockdown header. Unfortunate. Probably should be better defended, but there's not really much of a fault for it. And then it was uh, the Gino. Gino then gets his goal, sends his ballistic McGill text, and goes at the penalties. And again, it was a case of Gordon makes a save on Christie's penalty, and I'm thinking that's it. We've won the cup. We've done it. We've won it. That's it over. We have won the cup. And penalties are always a dodgy thing. I mean, going into the penalty shootout, I was already in the mindset like. I've already been through a really tough fellowship this season with this golden game. I don't really want to go through another one. Scotland games, may I say. But unfortunately, Kingsley, poor penalty, that's all you can say about it. He really should be doing better than that. And Craig White, and for someone who's been consistent with penalties recently, he's, he should be ashamed of himself, but at the same time, I feel the team should be proud. Yeah, it was a game where we could have, and maybe we should have won at times, but overall, I think every single player left everything they had out on that park and I think that's all you can ask for if you don't win the, if you don't win the trophy as long as they walk out they walk off that pitch with not a thing left that they didn't give so you know what heartbreaking truly gut wrenching but you know what well done boys he's a done as proud you've done as Al proud a cup the win would have been nice but from what it's worth it's, it was a very very good performance especially in the second half yeah so I mean, you've pretty much just described the full game there. Um, nearly 10 minutes into the podcast, I think I've said about two words, but um, <laughs> I'll just run down my, my opinions on the game. So, yeah, first goal went in. I agree. I don't think any other, no goalie was saving that. It's an absolute replica of what he'd done in the against Aberdeen at Hamden. Second goal, yep. you know what it is? I just think it's, I think Gordon was furious because it's a, a Peninka's um, like disrespectful in the best of times, but doing it to a former teammate, um, I think that's where Gordon sort of lost the the, the sort of plot, just completely loses all respect for Edward. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not like it's an illegal move. It isn't an illegal move, so it's yeah. like very. He's entitled to do it anyway. Two 0 two 0 down. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah. I can see this going four. I can see this going five. 
But yeah, I don't know what um, Nielsen and McCulloch and that done at half time. Don't know if they had like the players up against the walls or just, uh, that team just seemed to come out and just slap it either way, chucking them about like an empty truck. So, <laughs> and then they just come on and oh my god, I, I just feel like Celtic just did not know what to expect. I've said it for like years. Press the Celtic team, give them no time on the ball, and they crumble. That's what we've done, and we bet them 4 0 uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. But, mm-hmm. yep. And the 1 So, yeah, then it goes like you say, what you want in a, the beginning of a second half is an early goal, especially when you're 2 0 down, just to get you back into the game. And that's what we get a great header for boys. And we've slated them on here. He has a smart striker, but. I tell you what, like that was a great header. Um, completely wrong foots the goalie. Yeah. Um, and then, like we say about the second goal, we scored to... Um, if, if there was no goal line technology in that game, I can assure you the ref was not given that. Not at all. So we were very lucky for goal line technology. Um, then it goes into extra time. Uh, Griffiths comes on and it's inevitable that man's going to score against us. But like you say, Gino comes on and he, I don't know what it is. He just brings a bit of flair to the team. He just seems to be that sort of... And I've, like you say, I think he was just getting a bit greedy. But each previous weeks in the podcast, you'll hear us say, we want players to be greedy. We want players to take shots. But just sort of maybe choose your moment. I think that's the only thing I'd say to, to Gino. But he got his goal, got us into penalties. And like you say, Gordon saves one. And that's where our tails start to... I thought it, all the fans' tails go up. Seems like all the players' tails go in between their legs and they absolutely shit it. I think that was the point in the game. I feel yeah. like we were the underdogs, 2-0 down underdogs, 3-2 down underdogs. And that was the turning point when Gordon saved it and it put us on top. And as soon as we went on top, we just crumbled under the pressure. An early, uh, sorry, a short run-up to a penalty always gives me the fear. I just... Something about it just made me know that he was going to miss that. For being one of the most consistent players in our team, Kingsley, and getting man of the match in the cup final, but the penalty just wasn't good enough. Then the fact that we were so close and we went out by our own error, like two small errors for the team, just shows you how great a game that was for us. And like you said, we've done Zal proud. I think that was a great game for a neutral. One of the best cup finals in a long time, in my opinion. Just a shame about the result. Oh, God, yeah, like... You have, you have what you can stick your twenty fourteen up to us. Yeah, we went a one but I tell you what, that is a cup final. Along, along with the five one, along with the three two for heads, that is one of the cup finals that we talked about for years to come. Uh, can I just say, I actually think Gino came on just before full time, so I think he came on right. in the eightieth minute or something. So I think he had the chance he to win it uh, in the full yeah. time in the ninety minutes. And yeah. Yeah, and then one, one thing I'd like to ask, well. I'd like to ask your opinion, and I'll give mine on it. What's your opinion on the Celtic third choice goalkeeper Hazard? Oh, yeah, I don't understand uh, why we I, never I, peppered I, I, him I more. I was watching it. Uh, I, I think the problem is, like, you've got your credit, like I said before, you have to give credit or credit to you. I think Celtic did defend well, but I think the problem is, like, we went and, like, even in the first half when we had the tails like tails between our eyes, like we're getting peppered, like okay, well shit. Second half though, when we came out and we attacked, Celtic did defend well. And you've, you've got I I are especially done quite well. That Christopher Julian, he's he's a myth. 
He's not as good as an old mate Tony is. He's not good enough. Connor Hazard, right? He's better. This is the worrying thing is, I actually think he's the best in the yeah. choices they currently have at a certain part. I say he's worrying. I think it's, it's funny as fuck. Get up, he's. But, like, for a, a squad, a team that they claim to be as big as they are, European Cup winners, like, the one of the greatest teams of all time is they make themselves out to be. Like, they're gas. They are so bad. And I just, it was such a good game, and I thought we were fantastic. But I felt Celtic weren't very good nah. at all. They got lucky. And that's the thing with Celtic. That's the thing with Celtic. I think they get lucky yeah. so often. Um, because there was the, the obviously the penalties, there was the lucky kind of knockdown for Griff. There was a couple of, like, who, who was there? Was it Beaton was the referee? He was, I'll see for both sides, I thought he was fucking awful. I thought he had a really poor game. Um, but, but yeah, I think Celtic just get lucky sometimes. I thought Connor has on Scott Brown. Oh. Going on to Scott Brown, I just want to say, okay. Uh, he's per- portrayed as Scotland's hard man. Mate, all he does is wear fucking short sleeve shirts in cold weather and laugh at players in the park. Like, there's nothing nothing about him whatsoever. I just thought that it was pure, like, bullying mentality, the, the game. Um, he just, I don't know. He just doesn't, obviously, everyone's saying his legs are gone, but I, I just don't know. I just think he just needs to get a fucking grip, if I'm being perfectly honest. I totally agree, mate. You know what? Thank you, Nate Smith, for, for not for not stamping on him during the cup final because that that, that brought joy. To yeah, I, I personally, with the taking the maroon tinted glasses off, don't understand how Nate Smith never got sent off for that. In my opinion, you know, you start, I mm-hmm. went to the the panel as well. The disciplinary panel. Yeah. Again, so <laughs> I don't know who in that board is on yeah, that side, but. but that's, that is he needs to be careful if he's going to do stuff like that in, in other games because refs will catch on. You know what I mean? He has done it before, but obviously it must just yeah. be against Scott Brown. <laughs> like we said in the last podcast, the title Battle of the Baldies. Obviously, Scott Brown won the cup, but I definitely feel like Nate Smith had a better game than Scott Brown. And... So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop talking about that. I've just stopped. I've literally just stopped crying about that. So, we'll, we'll move on to this week's game where we played air at home and the game finished 5-3 hearts so you want to give us a wee rundown Lewis a wee rundown not, not 10 minutes <laughs> I'll, I'll try and make this brief again I think it's similar to the, the cup final it was almost reversed this time though uh, where we had a very good first half poor uh, start to the second half air get two goals in what was like five minutes Two, two very, very good goals. So it's, it's not trying to get around with two very good goals. They're playing. And then good old Robbie Nielsen attacking hearts came back and it was just glorious to see Kingsley with a free kick. Unfortunately for the, the air keeper, I think he should be doing better. Really good free kick, but should be doing better. Um, then Boise, Boise did get a goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the, our own Mr... Uh, our own Baldy legend, Whiten, came on and it's fantastic to see him come on and get two goals and assists. But honest man in match performance came on and changed the game. Naismith came on also and changed the game, I point out. And Christoph Benner turning into uh, Ronaldinho running up the wings, skinning a player and then putting the ball. Benner, do you know? That's, uh, that's my quick take. 
Nah, it sounds like that sounds too close to Berahino, and he's absolutely shite. So we won't compare him to him. Uh, we'll, need, we'll, need find, <laughs> we'll, need, we'll need to find the new one. So yeah, do a petition. Yeah, the the game went five three victory at Hearts. Hearts had sixty nine percent possession, and this is a stat I really like to see. We had twenty two shots and ten on target. Hearts aren't a team that usually take many shots, and we hardly ever get shots on target. So that is very encouraging, especially coming off of such a lot like yeah. disappointment from last week. It's good to see the players sort of. Pat, like sort of shrugged their shoulders, got the dust off them, and just went, "Came what we're going for it." One thing I would be concerned of is how sloppy we are in leaking goals. Yeah, we scored five, but we should not be conceding mm-hmm. them three goals. The, the, the second one, I think, is just unfortunate. Honestly, I think that's a, it's a stroke of the where you want to look at sheer brilliance or sheer work. Yeah, phenomenal goal. It's again, play God, no chance. So, the first goal that was just really well worked behind. I think it was King's. I think, oh, I think that'd be Michael mm-hmm. Smith's man. You let him run, and then I think Berra just couldn't catch him. Uh, unfortunately, number seven himself and Bundy couldn't do it. So, yeah. Uh, that's, maybe that's why number seven. Maybe. But, yeah, Berra did, did have a relatively solid game. Some parts of his game, obviously, defensively. He was a bit shaky. And like I say, we're leaking for too many goals. But that, I don't know what happened. It was like he was just like, nah, if if um, Freer and Roberts don't want to do it, then I'm going to do it. Just comes on and starts just charging up the wings. <laughs> so that's it. Next week, you, next week you can find uh, we'll be playing um, better left wing. <laughs> but one thing we will need to mention... Uh, um, it came out in the Hearts official page that one of the Hearts players have actually contracted the coronavirus, one of the first team players. And the two players who did not make an appearance in the air game nor on the bench were Ginelli and White. So we don't know who it is, but we will like to wish them getting better and hopefully they're, they're back soon. Yeah, just quickly mentioning, you know, again, uh, I hope to go. Also, I hope to go. It's neither of them, uh, because it's, uh, from what I've heard from people who have had it, um, even just mild symptoms, it is an absolute bastard. So, I mean, I've had the test myself, so that's one thing I actually would hate to have to do every week being a player. But um, yeah, I hope wishes are a speedy recovery. And uh, but I think we should just quickly say, like I said earlier, the lack of Geno, I think. That was a major problem with it, mm. especially with his creativity mm. without Naismith on the pitch. Yeah. Do you agree? It's, I feel like we don't have that um, pacey threat. I don't know what it is that Gino has that Freer and Roberts don't, but he just seems to take on players and balls. bring positivity to the team. When I see Freer and Robert have the ball, I see them take on a player. If they get past it, great. But you know that the cross is going to just be at, like either overshot or land in Rosette. It's just they just don't have the final bit to their game. But that can be worked on. That can really be worked it's on. Like I just do not want conference. to see. I've heard it and seen it on Twitter. I just don't want to see Roberts turn into Mulroney two I think the boy has ability. I really do, mm-hmm. and I hope he shows it. But the, like since he's been here, I've seen glimpses, but nothing crazy that makes me think he's going to be a great player for us. But one thing I do want to say, 
Whiten getting subbed on near the end of the game, comes on, scores two goals and gets an assist. Now, wow. what do you say about that? I still want to be negative here and say that I don't think he's that great a player, but you can't really say that when he's doing stuff like that. I think I don't think, I don't think the argument is is he a good player or not. I think the argument is is he consistent enough. I think that's probably the main argument we've got here. Has a fantastic game in the semi final against Tibbs. Has a couple of fantastic games in the championship. I think uh, misses the penalty against Celtic. I don't know if that's almost kind of him mm. on a kick up the arse a bit. I don't know what it is, but he, he comes on, and you know what? Even if we're not starting him because. I still think Boise is still a starting striker for starting with one up front. Um, but to see to have someone who can come off the bench and make that kind of impact, that, that could be mm. If we're having effect. a striker, if yeah. we're having two strikers so, in the park, one scores and one gets two goals and assists, I feel like it's a given we need to play both of them. I don't think we've gave the, the Baldy partnership mm, enough of a I, chance. I don't know. If you get me. I mean, well, the other thing you can say is, um, if you play... If you play the, uh, if you go for, say for example, if you go for a four-four-two, do you think that could solve some of our defensive problems? But then we don't have that link-up player in the sort of attacking third. You know, the number ten. I feel like what we would need to play would be either a four-four-one-one. So I would have one of the strikers drop back, or I would play a four-triple-two, where you have the two defensive midfielders, the two attacking midfielders, and the two strikers, where the that gives one of the strikers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's just pretty much what Nielsen plays, but he just brings one of the strikers back. I don't know. It's a tough one, but they, uh, Whiten is giving Nielsen a headache for for the next game because he's gonna he's gonna have to give him a, at least a bit of consideration. If a player's coming on with like twenty minutes to go and do it, or you know what I mean, like doing that, I definitely think that championship level is the level for Whiten. I don't think he, he'd make it in the big the big games, but if we're in the championship, we may as well use him. Well, time will tell because you know, I'd love to actually keep him and continue to use him. Yeah, hopefully we just get a, we want even a, if we got promoted. So even when we, he just, even when we I feel he's so shy. <laughs> he just needs to like all, overall, not in this this one game. Overall, I just think he's quite a shy player. He's got the makings to be decent, so. Mm-hmm. Like I say, he's, he hopefully he gets a start or at least some game time uh, on Tuesday. But um, yeah, we just we just congratulations to him. And like we said earlier, whoever is the Hearts player that has COVID, we wish them a speedy recovery and um, hope they get better soon. So yeah, uh, I think what we were see before, see before we start to wrap up. I've got two quick questions I want to ask you, Rob. I don't think you put it down. Yes, I've got two quick questions I want to ask. Okay, so first off, um, so coming up to January, there's always rumours flying about. We'll completely skip past the one where it links one of Hart's main players to one of the one of the ugly sisters that always seems to happen this year, which for this year seems to be Boise, but it's completely ignore that because he will never go to the ages. Um, uh, and let's go to the what two players have been linked to Hearts, according to rumour, and that is Jeremy McKay Stephen on a free after his contract is expired in the MLS with New York City. And then the other one is a Greg Stewart, either loan or permanent contract from Rangers. I think, from what I've heard about Nielsen wanting to get a winger in, and he's talked about budgets with Anne, 
I think that shows a little bit more towards the Gary McKay-Stevens transfer than the Greg Stewart. But could you imagine Gary McKay-Stevens one wing and Janelli the other wing? That would be that would be great for Hearts. But I don't, I put my hands up, I don't watch much, I don't watch much MLS football. So, you know, I'm only going by what I've seen when he was at Aberdeen. The one problem I do have with him, though, is I've also heard that Aberdeen are interested in him, and surely he would go back to Aberdeen than going to Hearts. If he's going to a team that are already in the top flight, sort of contending for the third, fourth spot, um, I, I don't know. That's that's the only problem I see. If they're interested, he's probably going to go there. But if they're not interested, I think, you know what, he can't be any worse than Freer. With Greg Stewart, He's just a great. He's a he's a good player. He is a really good player. I thought we should have picked him up before Rangers obviously got him. But even if we get him on loan, you know what I mean. That's yeah. that's a consistent player, and that's all we're looking for in play. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's what we're looking for. So yeah, I'd I'd say they would be really good additions to the squad. Um, but I don't know how many players uh, Nielsen's actually looking at getting in. Uh, it's interesting you said Aberdeen Gary McKay Stephen. For me, I automatically think Dundee United Gary McKay Stephen is like the ultimate Gary McKay Stephen. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We're forgetting yeah. Celtic as well. We're forgetting he played for Celtic. Yeah, it was quite forgettable, though. He wasn't. He didn't say because I think him and Stuart Armstrong moved about the same kind of time. It was Stuart Armstrong that took off and I think Gary McKay never. Because all I remember is when he. Uh, he fell into the club. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? That's that's quite a mad story. If you've not heard that, it's on the Open Goal podcast. But yeah, what? but I don't know. He's um, so yeah. It's a so strange he, one. The... Um, obviously, he's not been doing. He's not been Who doing. Uh, like setting the world alight in the MLS because um, Steve Clark's obviously kept his eyes on Johnny Russell being in the MLS. Um, but he's not sort of ever linked Gary McKay Stevens with being in the national squad. So I don't know. There's no harm in even if we get him on like a one year deal, but we can only hope. Yeah. As long as we don't yeah. sign him on a four year deal, we don't. Yeah, we can only hope. So, yeah, the, the, the last thing I want to quickly ask you before you uh, see your part <laughs> is um, there's. I think it's it's this it's the part of the kind of uh, story we never really talk about is contract. We've still got so many players that are expiring this year. Like Andy Arbin, Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley. Go on, who you want? Just tell me, like, what, who, would keep, you, who would you keep? Who would you let go? Ollie Lee. And like, yeah, I'd keep Ollie Lee. Eight of them, I think. I'd keep Irvin. Okay. Okay. I'd keep Kingsley and Smith. Obviously, yeah. And. Yep. I would keep Harry Cochran. Out of the ones on the one-year deal, of the top they're the ones on the one year that have got one yeah. year or less left. I'm sure the Maroon Report um, or some Hearts page put a, put, a, 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 put a thing up for them. But you know what? They're the, yeah, I've got it. Um, no, I don't. I'm telling an absolute lie. I can get it up for you to tell you the players that we've got. So what I would say, if I can find it, here we are. So the players that have got one year or less left on the contract are Kingsley, Lee, Smith, Whiten, Adie White, Christoph Berra, 
Andy Irvin, Janelli, Freer, Cheesy, Bobby, Doyle, and Cochrane. No, I think you get what I'm saying, but I you know, and this is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say two, two questions, but one, some people might argue against a Baldy White. Oh, I would Christoph. also like to. Well, okay, yeah, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't keep Christoph. I feel like it would be a I'd nice like sweet send off like for Christoph if like he won the it. championship and he could just sort of like that would be his part in. But tell you yeah. one player, I would, and I've been, in, uh, I've been very, very impressed with him every time he's played for Hearts. I would definitely look at keeping Ross Stewart and getting rid of the other two goalies. Oh, well, Colin Doyle is a Tony Sutton fuck off anyway. So, uh, uh, Bobby, uh, I, I love Bobby for sentimental reasons because he sent me a birthday video. But anyway, I was going to say, whatever you <laughs> get, stripper really gums from Bobby. <laughs> uh, well, he's used to organise it. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I think Bobby's. Bobby's had a questionable spell at heart. I think he's been okay. He's not set the world but like he's not been amazing. But I think when we've needed him at times, he's been there. The way I would look at it, yeah. The way I'd look at it is if we obviously we've got Gordon till twenty twenty two, I'd get cheesy, keep him, and I would also because that would then give us a platform for Harry Stone to start getting into the teams as well. So that's how I that's how I'd look at it. So yeah, I would keep cheesy. Harry Cochran to try and get him some more game time. Janelli, Andy Irvin, Ollie Lee, Kingsley, and Smith. And depending on how the season goes, maybe White. <laughs> uh, sorry, White. Uh, yeah, White. No. White. <laughs> white. white oh, my God. Um, yeah, I think A.D. White, he's shown bits in a few games, but not enough for how long he's been here. Um and Freer, the sooner his contract's up, the the better. I just see no hope for that boy, unfortunately. So far, unless unless yeah, he hopefully hopefully it makes me eat my own words. Ronaldinho hopefully it or... makes me eat. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I I say it all the time. I get told off by people for slating players, especially during games, and then especially at the game, like the semi final. I was like, oh wait, you're shit. Oh boys, you're shit, and then. Wait, wins the penalty, boys scores the penalty. But you know what? I'd much, I'm much happier slating a player to hell and then being proven wrong than yeah. being proven that I'm right. Definitely. So we'll move on to our last wee segment here. Lewis, Hearts play Arbroath tomorrow night at Tynecastle. Predictions, please. Three Who's nine. the scorers? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I Boise Kingsley will get another one, and I, I think another. I think another be a midfielder or a defender. I think, I can I, I can see it. I'd like to see or um, or maybe even Halkett. I can see a Halkett. There we go. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess four one hearts. I don't think we're strong enough to uh, keep a clean sheet. Nothing yeah. to do with Gordon. I just think our defense are just. They leak too many goals. And I think Boyce will score. Mm-hmm. Irvin will score. Controversial. Mm-hmm. Roberts will score. 
ein Hauke Ausbau. Okay. Me. I just yes, want them to do well. I just want a lover. Just because they're second close to my first yeah. name, that's all. That's the only reason. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just take away there. Anyway, but <laughs> we're, tra- we're absolutely rambling. <laughs> we were going to make this a shorter episode. We've nearly made it the length of our usual episodes, but, but um, we hope you've enjoyed. This has been the Two of Hearts podcast. So hopefully next time we speak to you is Hearts of One Against Our Brof. And if I'm getting the dates right, yeah, we'll be speaking to you next year, which is a bit mad. So we will see you all in 2021. So thanks for listening. I've been Rab, Lou's been Lou, and you've been perfect. Let's fucking score so many goals. Let's win the league. Fuck Celtic. Fuck the SFA. Fuck Neil Doncaster. And we love you, budge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy new year when it comes. Keep safe. Bye bye.